Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. Lift them up to the Lord. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. This is the day the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. As we are able, may we stand in the praise of God.
us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, whose will it is to restore all things in your well-beloved Son, the King of kings and Lord of lords, mercifully grant that the peoples of the earth, divided and enslaved by sin, may be freed and brought together unto his most gracious rule, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated. We begin each Lord's Day and the service of worship upon that day with a prayer of confession in which we seek God's pardon. But as we do so, may we also seek the renewal of God's Spirit, praying this and each Lord's Day for pardon and for renewal. As the choir guides us, may we bow in silent prayer of confession. Let us pray. But for the grace of God we would not be. But for the grace of God we could not love. But for the grace of God we should not speak. But by God's grace we live and love and speak. Hear good news. If we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. lesson from the prophet Ezekiel, chapter 34, verses 11 through 16, and 20 through 24. For thus says the Lord God, 
I myself will search for my sheep and will seek them out. As shepherds seek out their flocks when they are among their scattered sheep, so I will seek out my sheep. I will rescue them from all the places to which they have been scattered on a day of clouds and thick darkness. I will bring them out from the peoples and gather them from the countries and will bring them into their own land. And I will feed them on the mountains of Israel by the watercourses and in all inhabited parts of the land. I will feed them with good pasture and the mountain heights of Israel shall be their pasture. There they shall lie down in good grazing land, and they shall feed on rich pasture on the mountains of Israel. I myself will be the shepherd of my sheep, and I will make them lie down, says the Lord God. I will seek the lost, and I will bring back the strayed, and I will bind up the injured, and I will strengthen the weak. But the fat and the strong I will destroy. I will feed them with justice. Therefore, thus says the Lord God to them, I myself will judge between the fat sheep and the lean sheep. Because you pushed with flank and shoulder and butted at all the weak animals with your horns until you scattered them far and wide, I will save my flock, and they shall no longer be ravaged, and I will judge between sheep and sheep. I will set up over them one shepherd, my servant David, and he shall feed them. He shall feed them and be their shepherd, and I, the Lord, will be their God, and my servant David shall be prince among them. I, the Lord, have spoken. The word of the Lord. Thanks be God.
A lesson from the Epistle to the Ephesians, chapter 1, verses 15 through 23. I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all the saints, and for this reason I do not cease to give thanks for you as I remember you in my prayers. I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation as you come to know him, so that, with the eyes of your heart enlightened, you may know what it is, the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance among the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power for us who believe, according to the working of his great power. God put this power to work in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the age to come. And he has put all things under his feet and has made him the head over all things for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please join me in saying verses from Psalm 100 with the Antiphon. It is he that made us, and we are his. We are his people, and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving, and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him, bless his name. For the Lord is good, his steadfast love endures forever, and his faithfulness to all generations.
Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to St. Matthew, chapter 25, verses 31 to 46. Glory Glory to you, O Lord. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will put the sheep at his right hand and the goats at his left. Then the king will say to those at his right hand, Come, you that are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry and gave you food, or thirsty and gave you something to drink? And when was it that we saw you a stranger and welcomed you, or naked and gave you clothing? And when was it that we saw you sick or in prison and visited you? And the king will answer them, Truly I tell you, just as you did it to one of the least of these who are members of my family, you did it to me. Then he will say say to those at his left hand, You that are accursed, depart from me into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me. Naked, and you did not give me clothing. Sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they also will answer, Lord, When was it that we saw you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not take care of you? Then he will answer them, Truly I tell you, just as you did it not to one of these, the least of these, you did it not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Please be seated. Let us be thoughtful this Thanksgiving week. Let us be mindful of the goodness of God as sung in the psalm this morning. Let us be mindful of the blessings of God. For the measure of faith is the meeting of need. The measure of faith is the meeting of need. The goodness of God knows no limit. No single season, no particular admixture of victory and defeat. Our friends, the seasons themselves, and the prayerful practice of remembrance tell us this again. So let us be mindful, mindful of friendship. The friendship of Marsh Chapel is offered each Lord's Day and each weekday in the Lord, first and foremost to those most in need, the physical safety of our students in all times and in all seasons stands as our highest priority in friendship. If you are a sophomore, say, and since you are in some need or peril, our chaplains and staff welcome you, embrace you in friendship. Now in a season when, given the events of this past autumn of discontent on campus, some sense possible peril, we stand with you on a daily basis, on the ground level, in a protective 
posture. Let us be mindful of friendship, as was our friend of blessed memory, Max Coots, longtime Unitarian minister along the St. Lawrence River. Let us give thanks for a bounty of people, for children who are our second planting, and though they grow like weeds and the wind too soon blows them away, may they forgive us our cultivation and fondly remember where their roots are. For generous friends with hearts and smiles as bright as their blossoms, for feisty friends as tart as apples, for continuous friends who like scallions and cucumbers keep reminding us that we've had them, for crotchety friends as sour as rhubarb and as indestructible, for handsome friends who are as gorgeous as eggplants and as elegant as a row of corn, and the other plain as potatoes and as good for you, for funny friends who are silly as Brussels sprouts and as amusing as Jerusalem artichokes, and serious friends as complex as cauliflowers and as intricate as onions, for friends as unpretentious as cabbages, as subtle as summer squash, as persistent as parsley, as delightful as dill, as endless as zucchini, and who, like parsnips, can be counted on to see you through the winter. For old friends, nodding like sunflowers in the eventime, and young friends coming on as fast as radishes. For loving friends who wind around us like tendrils and hold us despite our blights, wilts, and witherings. And finally, for those friends now gone, like gardens past that have been harvested, and who fed us in their times that we might have life thereafter. For all these, we give thanks. Let us be mindful of friendship. And let us be mindful, too, of the seasons. Last week, most sat before a carved turkey. For many years, Marsh Chapel provided such a meal right here. Now the university itself has taken up that meal and provides it for students who are here over break, along now with open housing. Your ministry, Marsh Chapel, has been such an incubator over time for service that then becomes university-wide. The Marsh Chapel Martin Luther King observance becomes a university-wide observance. A Marsh Chapel community service program becomes a university-wide service. A gospel group becomes a university-wide inner-strength gospel choir, Marsh Chapel hosted. A Marsh Chapel Howard Thurman Room and Listening Center becomes a University Howard Thurman Center. A Marsh Chapel commitment to pastoral care over seven decades becomes further embodied in behavioral health and SARP in the Office of the Ombuds and others. Your work in incubation continues. You plant seeds and they grow and they grow up and on and out, season by season. Who knows what seed planted now will grow into a great oak tree in the seasons to come. So last week, you, have, you will have been at your table somewhere. It may be that the rhythms of nature in harvest will help us in this dark time of calamity and warfare. Help us to see and serve the hungry, thirsty, stranger, naked, sick, imprisoned, as the parable implores us implores us. It may be that the season itself 
redolent and rich with meaning, may support us. It may be that the hymns of thanksgiving, hummed or remembered, may help us. You could also sing them, of course. Even if you're not Methodist, everybody can sing. It may be that the prayers, like those used year by year here at Marsh and used today, may help us. Yes, our lessons from ancient scripture regularly surround us with a thanksgiving conversation. Today, Ezekiel in hope, the psalmist in praise, the epistle encouragement in encouragement, and the gospel in loving service. Even those of us dwelling mostly in an urban setting can from this autumn, warm mostly, dry mostly, pleasant mostly, receive such a sense of blessing and so a sense of gratitude. Seed time gives way to harvest as tears give way to shouts and joy. The long months of hidden growth, of change and development, unseen, under the earth, are a firm reminder that the future will look different from the past and from the present. Every autumn, every harvest season, we are offered such a reminder. Let us be mindful of the seasons of the good earth, of the fruits of harvest, of the fruits of years of labor and love, as one remembered in the figure of her friend. One laywoman, a dear friend, wrote a poem prayer about her friend some years ago. It is set in Wisconsin on a family farm. Sitting by my window, looking out at the field, this chair has been such a comfort for so many years, rocking, rocking. All the children were comforted in this chair, all grown and gone now, babies growing year after year, till they could go to the field to help. The field so green in the spring, then the plow broke it up into beautiful brown earth, worked over and over, until the seeds had a wonderful bed in which to grow, week after week growing, and then harvest. We all went to the field for the harvest, sunrise to sunset, day after day, finished at last, ready for winter, now looking across the field at beautiful virgin snow, like watching a baby sleep, so peaceful, happy for the quiet, anxious for the awakening, start again, sitting by my window, rocking, rocking. Her rocking, the rhythm of her remembrance along the brown earth, seems a world away from our world today, for we have been this past autumn through a very difficult patch. Nature may aid culture here. Nature may refresh culture here. We will want to be somber and sober to remember that God gives the human being a rooted daily freedom, but does not then suddenly intervene to erase that freedom, does not root it out, however perversely, however violently, however mistakenly that freedom is used. We will want to remember this when the, when the worry birds are flying, filling the late autumn darkening sky. And they are in flight, these worry birds. 
planet warming, Ukraine reeling, Israel bleeding, Gaza flaming, Trump bleeding, lakes greening, loved ones moving, BU changing, age advancing, winter coming. We will want to remember the divine gift of freedom when the worry birds are flying, filling the late autumn darkening sky. For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand fast, therefore, and do not be enslaved again. We will want to stand up, sit up, and take notice that liberty is only of any value within the constraints of security to enjoy it, and that security is only of any value as a basis for the enjoyment of liberty itself. As people of faith, we cannot in sloth afford to be naive, refusing the dominical wisdom of serpents to hide underneath the false innocence of doves, when facing hatred, religious terrorism, and nihilistic venom. Protection for the lamb requires resistance to the wolf before either determines to lie down with the other. Any manner of bigotry deserves to be met by condemnation, contempt, and resistance. And we have plenty of work to do, so let us not grow weary in the doing of it. We will want to sharpen our understanding of the requirement in just war theory of proportionality, of response that is proportionate to the provocation, proportionate to the needed defense, proportionate to the given situation, and those, especially women and children, potentially harmed therein. We do not want to pray, preach, sing, or proffer a kind of cheap grace. The utter realism of the Bible, the Holy Scripture beginning to to end on the one hand, and our brutal experience across many centuries on the other hand, forbid it. Read again Victor Klemper's two-volume diary, I Will Bear Witness, or the exemplary, exemplary biography of Dietrich Bonhoeffer, Strange Glory, or John Clinch's new memoir of Ulysses S. Grant, The General and Julia, or any one of the novels of Marilyn Robinson. And in helping one another and speaking to our children and our grandchildren in seasonal Thanksgiving conversation, we can at least remind them that they are safe and it is okay to feel sad about what has happened to others. And we can continue to support and protect our neighbors and friends of all manner of different traditions, religious and secular alike. So let us be mindful of the seasons this Thanksgiving, and let us be mindful, too, of remembrance. You know, we honor with regularity four different calendars here in worship Sunday by Sunday. One is our university calendar, including matriculation and baccalaureate and commencement and all. One is the Marsh Chapel calendar, including summer preaching series and July picnic and lessons and carols coming next week. One is our Christian liturgical calendar, including Christ the King Sunday this morning and the beginning of Advent next week. And one is our national calendar, with recognition of the 4th of July, Martin Luther King Sunday, Labor Day, and this week, Thanksgiving, that quintessentially American holiday. All of them 
our former Dean Howard Thurman honored with a regular attention to the, to the varieties of and in life. Howard Thurman, who was 100 years ahead of his time 50 years ago, was so nationally, religiously, locally, and collegiately, and so mindful. Underneath it all, he was attentive to all that dehumanizes life, to anxiety, to depression, to loneliness, to disconnection, to all that unbalances the person. And he would remind us, come this Sunday, that there is much in life that you didn't cause, that you cannot control, and that you may not be able to change. I didn't cause it, I can't control it, and I may not be able to change it. See, hear him, and know he is here with and for you and me. Thurman's poem, in part. Today I make my sacrament of thanksgiving. I begin with the simple things of my days. Fresh air to breathe, cool water to drink, the taste of food, the protection of houses and clothes, the comforts of home. For all of these I make an act of thanksgiving this day. I bring to mind all the warmth of humankind that I have known my mother's arms, my, the strength of my father, the playmates of my childhood, the wonderful stories brought to me from the lives of many who talked of days gone by when fairies and giants and all kinds of magic held sway. The tears I have shed, the tears I have seen, the excitement of laughter and the twinkle in the eye with its reminder that life is good, for all these, I make an act of thanksgiving this day, this day. To conclude, the story and analogy, full well knowing that all analogies stumble. The point of the parable this morning is that there is still a future remarkable, different, and good. We just don't know what the future holds. You watch and wait. We left Cornell and Ithaca in 1981 for pastoral visits along the St. Lawrence River in the far north in the bitter cold in the barns at Milking, for ministry among farmers and truck drivers in the fire department, for an immersion in non-urban poverty, poverty without electricity and without a subway along a frozen river, and later for counseling with engineers let go by a failing carrier corporation, Prayer with factory workers disemployed by Oneida Silver and Smith Corona. Tearful farewells to executives leaving Kodak. In short, the disappearance of both farming and manufacturing as the drums of globalization beat along the Mohawk. Why do we wonder that people disemployed in non-coastal regions are angry and express that anger politically? In one sense, for us, our real theological education began in earnest in 1981, as Martin Luther taught us. One becomes a theologian by living, by dying, and by being damned, not by understanding, reading, and speculation. You watch and wait. You have faith, you have hope, and you have each other. And you have plenty of work to do, awaiting the day when the wolf and the lamb shall feed together 
The lion shall eat straw like the ox, and the dust shall be the serpent's food. And they shall not hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain, says the Lord. Many years ago, I asked my mother of blessed memory, who worked 1951 to 1953 next door at then CLA, now CAS, why churches were so full in the 1950s. Born in 1929, she thought for a moment, for a long, a good long while, and then she said, I guess we were just very grateful. We, have lived, we had lived through the long, very hard years of the Depression and survived that. We had seen the war come, the Second World War, and take away many of our neighbors and friends, and had survived that. We had seen losses and unexpected defeats, but had survived them. We had made it through, and I guess we were all just very grateful, very grateful, very grateful. So we came to church to say so and sing so, and pray so, and live so. Every week was a kind of thanksgiving. Maybe our own days, week by week, should be an ongoing thanksgiving as well. For the measure of faith is the meeting of need. The measure of faith is the meeting of need. Maybe our thoughts at thanksgiving on friends and seasons and remembrance can, should, and will carry us through, and carry us through, and carry us through the whole year, too. Amen.
You may be seated. We now enter the time of our service where we join ourselves together as one body of Christ in prayer to God. As we prepare our hearts, minds, and bodies for prayer, you are welcome to stand, sit, or come forward and kneel at the altar rail. Now let us enter a posture of prayer as we sing, Lead Me, Lord, as printed in your bulletin. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hid, we come before you this day with hearts full and hearts heavy, hearts uplifted by dreams and love, and hearts weighed down by sorrows and worries. Meet us in this space and hear us as we bring before you these circumstances, people, and possibilities that dwell on our hearts and minds. In the city season of thanksgiving, we remember all the ways you have been faithful and gracious. We thank you for this day, for this opportunity and blessing to come together and worship you. We thank you for this week, for full stomachs, full fridges, full rooms filled with time, friends and family, both new and old, given or chosen. In all the days and nights, we see evidence of your love. We pray that we can be open to all the more in the days and weeks to come. But Lord, we also pray for those seeking peace amid these chaotic circumstances, for those whose lives are filled with hardship or distress, persecution or hunger, vulnerability, oppression, and fear. We pray for those seeking love and connection in a world that feels overwhelmingly and increasingly isolated and unjust, pray for perseverance, for provision and protection. We pray for those who perpetuate and benefit from oppression, whose lives have been carefully crafted to shelter them from the pain of others. Lord, we pray for an inbreaking, an upsetting, and transformation of connection to you and to one another. We pray for this country, this city, and this community as we enter into another winter season Another time that holds both joys and warmth for some and grief and cold darkness for others. We pray for those who are separated or far away from family. We pray for those experiencing homelessness. We pray for students entering a time of academic finals and all the stresses those bring. Strengthen and empower us all to extend the light and warmth of your unconditional love 
to all of those whom we encounter. And may we be bold in our time of weakness to seek and accept rest where we might find it. O holy God, as we look ahead to the week in front of us, would you prepare our minds and bodies for the labors and demands of this week? Give us strength and health and clarity to complete all that is in front of us. Prepare our souls for these sorrows and joys and celebrations and disappointments we will encounter, that every circumstance would serve only to draw us nearer to you. Lead us this week, O Lord Christ, that we might walk in the path of light, the hope of our coming redemption. As we leave this place, may we feel no fear, but depart with joy and praise, filled with gratitude for your steadfast love and promise of abundance. Lord, we bring all our prayers to you, knowing that you hear every word, whether said aloud or whispered in our hearts. We lift these prayers up in the name of your Son, Christ our Lord. Amen. And as our Savior Christ taught us, we now pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. bring before the Lord the first of the fruit of the everything that God has given us.
God, everything in heaven and earth belongs to you. We joyfully release what you have entrusted to us. Be these gifts, be signs of our whole lives, return to you, dedicated to the healing and unity of all creation. Through Jesus Christ. Amen. benediction, gracious God, we ask, fill us with the fruit of your spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the communion of the Holy Spirit be and abide with each one of us now and always. Amen. Amen.